Hello and welcome to the Horizon Church podcast. We exist to see lives transformed through Jesus and are located in the heart of Surrey, BC, Canada. To find out more, visit us at horizonchurch.ca. We hope this message blesses and inspires you. Uh, I'm sure we're all aware, unless you've uh, been sleeping under a rock somewhere, of this thing called the coronavirus. Um, it's not going away uh, anytime soon. But I want to talk about it and, and some of the resulting stuff that's been happening, the economic tremors that have gone through uh, our, the stock market and the tales of woe that are coming and all that kind of stuff. And, and we'll go from there. But there's lots of information out there about it. And I'm not, gonna, I'm not a medical doctor. And one of the things you learn is uh, be an expert on what you talk about to the best of your ability. So I'm not going to go into the medical uh, other than to repeat what I've already heard. Uh, but I do want to come at this from a spiritual place because I think how we process what's happening is going to be really vital in the next season for you as a person and for and not just this issue. There's more that I think is uh, coming along. Um, I'll repeat what I heard. Wash regularly with soap and water. Some, someone said if they were in charge, they would make it a capital offense for men not to wash their hands coming out of the washroom. We see them. Wash your hands. Joash, come here for a second. I, I saw this. Just real quick. You're not going to get in trouble. Come on. Trust your pastor all the way up. Okay, I saw this thing yesterday on, on Twitter about the new way of shaking hands. So come here. Stick, put your foot out. It's like this. Hey, bro, how you doing? Good to see you. Yeah. You can go. Yeah. So that can be your new way of shaking hands. You can do air high fives. I don't know. But anyway, wash regularly with soap and water. Keep your fingers out of your eyes and mouth. Wipe your phone down. One of the greatest carriers uh, of bacteria is what's in your hand and your pocket, your phone. Wipe it down regularly. These are the things they're telling us. I'm told that the risk is very low, um, but at the moment, at the moment, but it may get worse. Uh, and it's easy to be fearful. It's easy to be fearful. Uh, whether that's, especially if you have on 24, one of those 24-hour news stations, like I was ready to cash in my chips and like sell everything. I watched a little bit of CNN and Fox News this past week, which I know, don't normally do. And I was like, it's, the world is coming to an end by Friday. I may not make it home. <laughs> uh, we laugh, but some of you feel like that sometimes. Anybody ever, you, if you watch that news enough, you're like, oh my goodness, it's easy to. <clears throat> I, I saw that some Costco's were getting emptied of some of their perishable products, like all the toilet paper. Like when it's like the world is ending, I'm getting myself some toilet paper. Like I don't know what the thought process is there, but it's probably a good thing. But I, I there, was, there were pictures of that. And then I went to Costco yesterday morning, which is always tough on a Saturday, but I went anyway. And it was jammed packed, even more than normal. And people were loading up and all this kind of stuff. And I thought, well, that's amazing. People are taking this. They're really serious about this. And then I saw all the little places that you eat little things from, the little samples. People eating that. I'm like, there's a disconnect here. We're like stocking up. It's, the world is coming to an end, but give me that piece of cheese that somebody's hand has already been on. Jeepers. It's easy, though. To let fear, come on, we're have a little fun with it, but it's easy if we're not careful to let fear become the driver of our life if we're not careful. 
fear of the future, fear of what could happen, fear of what might happen, fear of what uh, economically, fear of recession, fear of losing my job, fear. And you just start to let it run, and pretty soon it's running you. But uh, it's easy to let fear drive you when faith in the known will always overcome fear of the unknown. So you have to know what you have faith in if you're going to overcome the fear that might be stalking all around. Your neighbors are fearful. The people that you work with are fearful, and the fear level is, is, is rising because it's not going away. The United States just had their first death just nearby, uh, just in King County, which is just south of our border, about an hour. And in it all, I want to provide some context as well. Uh, I, how many of you were around for Y2K? And we were told what? Everything's going to come to an end. I was at a church, and, and we were having seminars on how to, like, buy a lot of stuff and stock up because the sewage system was going to stop, the, the phones were going to stop, the money was going to stop, and nothing happened. In the 90s, we had mad cow disease. The world was going to come to an end. In 2002, we had SARS. In 2005, we had a bird flu that jumped to humans. In 2009, we had the swine flu. In 2014, we had Ebola. And it's not to minimize, but also provide you some context that not every bad thing that people predict to happen, happens. Okay? So don't let your fear begin to lead your life. Not every dire prediction comes true. But if you don't know who is leading your life, fear will. Anxiety will. Frustration will. If you don't know who's in charge of your life, something else will. Wherever your attention goes, wherever your uh, thought life goes, wherever your, the, the areas of your heart go, there is where you will go. And fear is easy to lead. And I just want to touch on a few little scriptures this morning, and we'll see from there where we go. Psalm 91 says, whoever dwells, somebody say dwells. That means lives in, not visits, lives in. Say, I'm going to live. Here's where you're going to live if you're a follower of Jesus. Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest, rest, not fear, not run, not have lack of sleep, not have anxiety, will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, I will say, it's important that you begin to speak out the opposite to what your fear might be feeling. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge. He is my fortress. No matter what comes at me, no matter what I'm walking through, he is my refuge. He is my fortress, my God in whom I trust. And then this is wonderful. Verse 3, surely, not surely my mother-in-law, but surely. You're getting all serious, but it's serious. Surely he will save you from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence. Where whoever dwells in, lives in, makes their home in, the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will save the Lord. He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. He will save you from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence. I don't know if they're at the back. You can follow along as I say scriptures, but I'm going off script, so hopefully you can. If you can, do it. If not, it's all right. NIV. 2 Timothy 4, uh, 1 uh, and verse 7 says, For the spirit 
of uh, God did not give us the spirit of fear, but give it, but of power of love and of a sound mind. Power of love and of a sound mind. God did not give you a spirit of fear, but a power of love and of a sound mind. So where there's fear in your life, and I'm not talking about uh, standing on the edge of a precipice where it is rational to have fear of falling thousands of feet. I'm talking about irrational fear, fear that's all the worst things that could happen. Faith is believing that God can make good come out of evil. Faith is believing that God's in charge. Faith is believing that I'm an overcomer. Faith believes that I'm safe in the presence of God. Faith believes that my life is in his hand. And so when he says, God has not given you a spirit of fear, I reject fear, but in its place, God has given me power. God has given me love. God has given me a sound mind. And so it begins to change the way I process my life because I'm not alone. I have the presence of heaven with me, in me, around me, leading me, behind me, all around me. Psalm 512 says, I'm surrounded with his favor like a shield. I do not go into any space or place unarmed. I do not go into any space or place in fear. I do not look at my job in fear. I do not look at my bank account in fear because greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Greater is Jesus in me than every sickness and disease and pestilence that's stalking the world. He has not given me a spirit of fear, but a power and of love and of a sound mind. And in second, and in, I think it's in John yeah, 1 John 4, 18, it says that perfect love drives out fear. God's love drives out fear. God is the only one who has the perfect love. The perfect love of God drives out the fear that runs our life. And we must be so careful to not be run by, led by, stalked by fear. Anxiety is a huge issue in our, and so if you already have an anxiety issue, I imagine it's like cranked up to 10, 10, 10, all across the level, all across the board. But God's love drives out all fear, fear of death, because even if I were to die today, as a follower of Jesus Christ, absent from the body, present with the Lord. I, and I, uh, I am translated into the presence of God. So death holds no fear for the believer. Death holds no fear for the believer. I know one uh, pastor used to tell me, he said, Pastor uh, Craig, I am not afraid of, of death. It's the dying I'm a little worried about. But in all seriousness, I don't have to fear death. I don't have to fear the future because God's got my future in his hands. I don't have to fear a coronavirus because God's got me. No matter what happens, my life is in his hand. My future is in his hands. I can, I can move forward with confidence knowing that he is with me. He is with me. See, we are people of his presence. We are people of his presence. If you're a follower of Jesus, we are not just people of the book, the Bible. We are also people of his presence. We believe that God did not just leave a, a written record of who he is. He left the Holy Spirit and he said, it's better, Jesus said, it's better that I go so that the Holy Spirit can come. And when then the Holy Spirit comes, he leads us into all truth. The Holy Spirit, his presence is with us 
every day, in every season, in every difficulty, in every fear situation, in every virus that stalks us, in the things that we know about, in the things that we don't know about, whether heart disease is in our uh, blood right now, whether there's cancer in our body, whatever is happening, Jesus is with me. He's with me. He's with me. His presence is more important than anything. We stepped into the prayer room this morning. I had a sense when I came in and uh, to the office this morning, I said that God wanted to do something special and unique this morning. So uh, this is what I had prepared, and I think I'm just, it's just going to go there for now. Uh, we'll see what happens. But I had a phrase that rang through me this morning. It says, we need his presence more than stage presence. We need his presence more than stage presence. And I feel like that, that the Holy Spirit was highlighting for us that we are in a time and a season where the days of being a spectator of the stage have to end. If you're going to process through fear, disease, economic turmoil, whatever might come in your way, the issues of your life, you must become not an observer of the presence on the stage, but absolutely in love with his presence. We are not to be people of stage presence over his presence. And that's not saying anything about what happened this morning other than it was awesome. They were providing a great uh, leadership to us. But the thing is that we can do is that we can become people that instead of being a part of what's going on, instead of being a participator in what's happening, we, uh, we become an observer of what's going on and we talk about what's happening up there. We have a moment on a Sunday when God wants to move us from having moments to actually changing the momentum of our life to moving us forward into a new season of where we live with the presence of Jesus, walking with us, moving with us, because we cannot be people of the stage. We must be people of his presence. Moses in, I think it's uh, Exodus. Find your Bible, follow along. If you don't have one, maybe they'll get something up on the screen. That's a great graphic that has nothing to do with what I'm about to say. <laughs> because I don't know what I'm going to say. Exodus 33 and 15. Moses was, Moses was a man of God, was leading the people out of captivity. Somebody give me a 10-2 sign when it's 10-2 because the, the people in the kids' ministry will say, Pastor, you might have had a word from God, but we still got these kids. So somebody help me. Around 10-2. Then Moses said to God, if your presence does not go with us, do not send us up from here. Moses was leading the people into a new season. He was leading them out of captivity, out of what was, out of a life that had been slavery, out of a life that had no purpose, out of a life that was serving the plans of the enemy, that was building a kingdom that was not theirs, that was building a future that was not theirs, that was sacrificing the, the future of their children. And God in a moment had taken them out and Moses was standing on a new season in a new ground. And he said this, God, how, how can we go? How can we go? In verse 14, he says, or 12, he says, you have been telling me, lead these people, but you have not let me know. Who will, who will you send with me? You have said, I know you by name, and you have found favor with me. But if you are pleased with me, teach me your ways so that I may know you and continue. And then this is what God said. It's how you're going to know my ways. Verse 15, throw back up there. 
or 14, the Lord replied, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. My presence will go with you and I will give you rest. Then Moses said to him, if your presence does not go up with us, do not send us up from here. Because many of us have been living in places where we have been going into things and going after things that God has not called us to go after, that God has not invited us into, and we're finding spaces and places of blockage of not moving into, of not seeing what we're creating for because we've been spectators and not participators that we've been more people watching what's happening on the stage instead of participating in our heart and this is an invitation this morning because we are entering into a season where your wisdom will not be enough we are entering into a season where your ability will not be enough we are entering into a season where your way of building your life is going to be challenged and i'm not talking about just coronavirus it'll come and it will be going but we are entering into a season of challenge the lord replied my presence will go with you everybody says we'll go, we'll go. with me Here's what happens. He gives you rest. He didn't say it'll be easy. He said, I'll give you rest. They were still going to have to go through a desert. They were still going to have to face some giants. They were going to still have to fight some battles. But God said, I am going to go with you. And if your presence goes with me, or if your presence does not go with me, don't send us up. So Jesus, in my life, in my family, in my workplace, if your presence is not going with me, I cannot and I will not go ahead because we are people of his presence because his presence will break through things that you need to be broken through that you've been fighting against and pushing against and trying to stop and trying to break through. And suddenly as we become people of his presence, not observers of, but participators in, things that have been impossible will become possible. Things that have been holding you back will be let go of you. Things and mindsets that we talked about earlier will be broken off of you so that you can move into what God has called you for. Because, see, out of slavery into inheritance, and I think, uh, keep following along with me, and I'll do my best to follow. Joshua chapter 24, 21. Joshua 24, 21. If you open your Bible, if it's still there, open your phone. Don't go on Twitter. Here's what the results were of when the presence of God went up with them. In Joshua 21 and 43 to 45. So the Lord gave Israel all the land he had sworn to give their ancestors, and they took possession of it and settled there. The Lord gave them rest. Remember, he promised. He said, I'm giving you rest on every side, just as he had sworn to their ancestors. Not one of their enemies withstood them. The Lord gave all their enemies into their hands. Not one of all the Lord's good promises to Israel failed. Everyone was fulfilled. Okay. The Lord gave all the land he had sworn. That's what the presence does. When you follow the presence of God, where he goes, you go. Where he goes, he brings you into what you were created for. You, you can try and make it happen. You can try all the self-help books, which are great. You can try all the counseling, which are great. But at the end of the day, the thing that's going to make the difference in your life is that we are people of his presence. See, this is what happens. They move into the, the, everything that God had promised them. They took possession of their inheritance, and they settled there. And I felt like this as I was sitting there this morning that some of you have been, had moments where you've moved into what 
God has for you, and you have a day of it, and you have a day or a moment of breakthrough, and you think that's okay, and then you slip back and slip into a place that you once were, and you think and believe that your life is always about one step forward, two steps back. One step forward, two steps back. But I'm believing and I'm declaring today that as we become people of his presence, that we will move from moving forward, moving backward, moving forward, back, forward, forward, back, forward, back, in, out, that we will settle in to what God has called us to do. Because when you begin to settle into what you are created for, then God begins to release to you what he's intended for your life. People of his presence. People of his presence. We need his presence more than stage presence. Participation, not spectating. In his presence, his fullness of joy. At his right hand, his pleasure evermore. So they settled there. The Lord gave them rest. Everybody say rest on every side. How many have been in some battles? How many of you are in some battles right now? Battles for your family, battles for your future, battles for your mental health, battle for your physical health. Come on, somebody, anybody out there, come on. Are you battling for your future? Are you battling for somebody else? And here's, as we become people of his presence, it says the Lord gave them rest on every side, just as he had sworn to their ancestors. Not one of their enemies withstood them. Anxiety, get out of the way. You're not going to withhold. You're not going to withstand me anymore. Fear, you're not having my future. Pornography, you're not going to win the day over my life. Alcohol, you will not win the day. Perfectionism is not going to win my life. And rule. Whatever your giant is, whatever your enemy is, whatever the thing has been in your family, unforgiveness, bitterness, Whatever it might be, as you become a person of his presence, not one of those enemies can withstand you from moving forward into what God has called you to do, that we are people of his presence, not people of stage presence, that we are participators in, not observers of, that we walk into what God has for us with God walking in us. He is before me. He is behind me. He's walking with me. He's leading me into rest. He's leading me into my what he created me for. He's leading me through every enemy that stands against me. The Lord gave all the enemies into their hand. And in a moment, what God can do in his presence is stop something that's been coming against you, that's been assailing you, and he also can cause it to move away from you in front of you. The Lord's good promises. Not one of the promises of, of the Lord to them failed. Everyone was fulfilled. So what is a promise that God's made you at some point in your life? Have you stopped contending for it? Have you stopped believing for it? Have you stopped st standing in for it? Have you stopped praying for it? Have you stopped believing for it? Have you stopped and said, it's, it's for another day. It's for another generation. It's for somebody else. It's for, for the people who've got their life figured out. It's for the people who, who do everything right and, and come to church every week and, and pray three times a day and, and don't swear and don't smoke and don't do anything wrong. That's the people who find breakthrough. But the people who find breakthrough don't find it in themselves. They find that Jesus, the presence of heaven, is within them. And then what happens is every promise of God is fulfilled. So I'm calling some people to begin to contend again, to begin to believe again for the promise of God, that what God promised for your life is intended for your life. What God promised over your children is for your children. What God promised for our nation is for our nation. What God promised for our city is for our city. 
not for some other day, for some other time. Oh, God, in our day and in our time, make it known. God, stir me up, stir me up, stir me up, stir me up. Cause me to come out of unbelief. Cause me to come out of fear. Cause me to come out of lie. Cause me to come out of apathy. Cause me to come out of lack. Whatever has held you needs to go. And that does not happen by just your ability. It comes when we move from being people of stage presence to being people of his presence. Not one, not one, not one. Somebody say not one. Not one. Ah, not one. Not one of his good promises failed. Not one failed. Everyone was fulfilled. Who's standing for something? Who's believing God for something? Come on. Come on. Not one. Except your presence goes with me. I don't want to go up. You see, as I said earlier, we sometimes go into things in our own strength, in our own ability, in our own smarts. I need the presence of heaven to go up with me. I need Jesus more than anything. Worship team, you're going to come back. Not one thing. People of his presence. Psalm 22 and 3. This is a, pass me my water, please. God inhabits the praises of his people. God dwells in. That's why this morning as we were worshiping, you could sense the presence of Jesus. You may not know what that is even, other than you sense there was something more than just the people in the room. That God inhabits the praises of his people. He dwells in. See, earlier it said, dwelling in the secret place of the Most High. How do I do that, Pastor? God dwells in the praises of his people. How do I do that, Pastor? Psalm 22, 3. God dwells in the praises of his people. But, Pastor, how, 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 like, what's the formula? Like, how do I get God to feel and sense God's presence and to walk in and knowing him and following him and, and seeing him uh, cause the enemy to be scattered around my life and to see uh, the fear broken and to see the anxiety? Psalm 22, 3, and God inhabits the praises of his people. Psalm 91, what does Psalm 91 say? He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide in the shadow of the Almighty, and I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. He that dwelleth lives in the presence of, okay, he that dwelleth. The Lord, God dwells in, the praises of his people. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide in the shadow of the Almighty, and I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. I will not fear the pestilence that stalks me, the arrow that flies at night, the, the economic downturn that people are predicting. I will not fear because I'm a man, I'm a woman of his presence. I am moving into a new season with God is not my co-pilot, I'm his, he's leading me. And, he's, and where he goes, I will follow. How he leads, I will lead. I will follow. Uh, because I, I cannot be interested in only stage presence. I must be a person 
of his presence because in his presence is fullness of joy. His presence causes fear to flee. His perfect love causes and casts out everything that's not of him. He has come and he's, God has not given me a spirit of fear, but has given me a spirit of power, of love, and of a sound mind. And as we face the future, whatever it may hold, whatever is uniquely happening in your life, I can tell you this, that as you become a man or a woman of his presence, that he can do things in a moment that you've been struggling for and in a year. He can take you over the process. If you will give him six months of just following him with all of your heart, I can guarantee that your life will look different. Doesn't mean that you'll never experience a moment of, Difficulty, but let me tell you this. Why do you need a refuge? He is my refuge because there are things coming against you. Why do you need a stronghold? Because the enemy is trying to take you out. Why do you need any of that? But it's all found in his presence. We are people of his presence. He is leading us. He is moving us in, but we will only go in to the land that he has sworn you to give you you will take possession of it and settle there. The Lord will give you rest on every side. Not one of your enemies with, will withstand you. The Lord gives all your enemies into your hands. Even some of you that have had things that have happened for you after generation after generation in your family, they say that's just our thing to bear. No, it's not. It's not. Alcoholism is not your thing to bear. Jesus can help you. Fear is not your thing to bear. Jesus can break through for you. Your kids walking away from God is not yours to bear. Jesus can break through for you. Whatever it is, the enemy flees. He can come at you in one direction and flee in seven. Because greater is he that's within you. Not one of the Lord's good promises to Israel failed. Every one of them was fulfilled. Guys, we're going to go into raise a hallelujah. And then probably into what a beautiful name. Ready for that? Okay. But here's what I want you to do. If this resonated with you, I want you to come to the front right now. We don't normally do this. But I just, want, I just feel like we need to respond. Come on up to the front. Move your way. Don't stop at the head of the aisle. Move. Not people of stage presence, but people of his presence. Wherever you're at in a room, we're going to raise a hallelujah. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to, in your mind, name every giant that has held you, that has stopped you, and just say it's coming down today that I'm entering into a new season where I'm going to be a participator in, a person of his presence. Come on. Name. Wanted to leave that phrase with you. We need his presence more than stage presence. We need moments that become momentum. Not Sunday moments, but Monday moments and Tuesday moments and Wednesday moments, everyday moments, morning moments, when you're going into the shower moments, some of you need to turn off talk radio, some of you need to turn off JRFM, some of you need to turn off whatever you're listening to and put some worship on and begin to fight, begin to war, and it's really easy. You just begin to lift Jesus high.
and he begins to fight for you. Turn your moments into momentum. Become a person of his presence and let his presence do what you cannot. Let his presence break through into what you cannot. Let his presence break fear. Let his presence break lie. Let his presence heal. Let his presence deliver. Let his presence break the prognosis of doctor. Let his presence break what others have prophesied over your life. Let his presence, let his presence, let his presence. That we become people who live in his presence, not visit him, but dwell in. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. And I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge. He is my stronghold. He is my fortress. He is my God in whom I trust. Let's just raise hands all over the room and then I'm going to dismiss you because kids. Jesus, we thank you. Lord Jesus, we thank you that you're here. Thank you that in places, Lord, where what was, now is coming what is. Thank you that spaces that were occupied by things that were not of you, you are coming in right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you that fear is being replaced by hope. Thank you that doubt is being replaced by faith. Thank you that disease is being replaced by health. Whatever it is, Lord, I receive what you give. I receive out of your good hand that you are good, you are faithful towards me, that you lead me. I need your presence more than stage presence. Lord, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Thank you that you're going to turn moments into momentum, that as we become people of your presence, not one of your good promises for us will fail. We'll persevere. We will worship, we will pray, we will stay in your presence, lead us into what you have for us. Lord, forgive me, forgive us for going into spaces that you weren't leading us into. I repent of going into spaces and places, trying to make my dreams come true, trying to fix myself, trying to make a way when I just needed to follow you. I choose to turn and follow you. I need you, Jesus. More than another big idea. More than great willpower. I need you. I need you. Thank you that disease goes in the presence of the Lord. Thank you that cancer goes in the presence of the Lord. Thank you that aneurysms are being healed in the presence of the Lord. Thank you that frozen shoulders are being unlocked in the presence of the Lord. Thank you that stability to emotions comes in the presence of the Lord. All right. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. <laughs> it's just the way it is. We got to go get our kids. God bless you as you go. We have grow track after service. 
worship on March the 18th. Make it in your calendar on Wednesday night. We're going to do more of this. People of his presence. We need his presence more than stage presence. We need to be participators, not observers. God bless you as you go. Thank you that you're with us. Thank you that you're with us, Jesus. Amen and amen. We hope you enjoyed this message from Horizon Church. To find your next step, visit horizonfam.ca. Have a great week.